0: It's time for the Juice Box Junkies, an independent Houston Astros podcast. All Astros, all the time. Astros news, analysis, and opinions right here on the Juice Box Junkies. Episode 14 of the Juice Box Junkies, Marty Coleman, Kyle, Texas, Astronomic One on Twitter. With me, from his car, dedicated, Matt, Uncle Kunkel from Dallas, Texas. Matt, you're in the car. It's about 100 degrees. I see you got a tie on. How's it going? I'm just confronting
1: my tensions right now in the heat.
0: I'm enjoying it. Yeah, oh well I'm I'm sorry you're in your car. I'm in the air conditioned house here, so uh, uh you know we just gotta we just gotta pay our penance sometime and today happens to be your day. But hey, we're gonna talk about the Astros, so that's a good thing. Thirty-three and 18, first place, almost a third of the way through the season. Uh you and I had a little chat before we hit record, but give me your overall impressions of the first 51 games, what you've seen, what's the good, the bad, the ugly?
1: Well, certainly the good is the record. Um, I, I had mentioned before, I was, I was Pollyanna, Matt, at the beginning of the season saying they're going to win 100 games. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. The record gets a lot easier. Um, their pitching looks fantastic. Um, I And, uh, you know, whenever you play the, the Rangers and, and the A's – in August and July, that just makes it a lot easier. So I, I think they're going to get 100. So I, that's the positive. Now, the negative is what we were talking about is, hey, let's say we win those 100 games, we go to the playoffs. Is our offense going to hold up against the best staffs in the league? Right now, they're showing maybe not. And it's very strange because we're used to them, you know, hitting the gaps with doubles and hitting homers and getting on base. And we're just not seeing that. So... A little disconcerting, um, but hey, take a step back and just look at the hard numbers. 33-18, first place, second best record in the AL, I'll take it.
0: Yeah, you know, it's one of the things I always tell Christian Espinosa, our our cohort here, that, that uh, hasn't made it on yet. Hopefully, it'll show up in a couple of minutes, but is a win in April is just as good as a, as a win in September or October, right? If you lose that game yesterday, it's a, it's one you have to win somewhere else. So just like you, I'll take him. My question – well, we'll start with the first question. i got a lot of questions that we'll get to. But my first question is, can this pitching staff hold up for the entire season? Can Justin Berlander, uh, you know, hit 150, 160 innings? Of course, if it's 130, he can opt out of his contract. But I'm thinking he's holding this – He's not the only one holding the team together, but he's definitely the ace of the staff coming off Tommy John surgery. You wonder about the other guys who haven't, you know, had long seasons before um, and wonder if this staff can hold up. The crazy thing is the bullpen's been even better than the starters, right? Overall, they've given up. uh, They they have been lights out. Now, sometimes it's a little – you know, if you put Brian and Bray you out there, you wonder a little bit. And even Ryan Presley gave up a run yesterday. But overall, big picture. Pitching staff has been fantastic, as we talked about before we hit record. Can they do it for the remainder of the next 100 and what is left? 111 games? 100, mm-hmm. Yeah, 111. Well,
1: hey, I mean, we, we got Verlander. He's he's a proven commodity. We know he's going to be good. Um yeah, the only concern is is the innings number as as we wane on, but you know, you gotta feel good by having him. Framber's been great. Framber's been really good his last four starts, um, and he's he's eating up innings too. So he's saving that bullpen. It's always nice when you get starts where you don't have to you know jump into the bullpen early. And then you know some of the other guys. Garcia's been fairly good. Uh, Javier's been good. Urquidy's been getting better. Jake, once he's healthy from whatever happened to him, I hope I hope he's okay. He's going to be back. Um, you know, I, I think there's probably an element of um, healthy competition amongst the rotation. It seems like they're trying to one up each other in, in a good way. And uh, and I mean, heck, the, the bullpen's so good. I, I think the the top four guys in the bullpen. You know, I'm I'm pretty confident when I see them coming out. So I. Again, I mean we're we're going to talk about the bad, but the the good is like everything you'd want out of your pitching staff. Just just deep runs each game. Seems like they're not giving up a whole lot of of big hits or I think they're number 1 in ERA now. I, the Dodgers were one, but they had a tough series against the Pirates, so now the Astros are number 1. This is everything we want.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really scary that series against the Pirates. My boy came down to tell me he said they they have a chance to get swept by the Pirates. He was he was all excited, but uh, <laughs> pitching staff has been lights out. And you know we often criticize uh, James Click for not re-signing Correa and and whatever else, other transgressions that we don't know what limitations were placed upon him. But I mean that goes with the job, right? If you're a general manager and it doesn't go well, you're going to get blamed. But he saw something in Rafael Montero, and that guy. It is, you know I did an article preseason about some of the salaries they wasted, uh, which was not exactly perfectly correct because Odorizzi earned some of that cash I said was burning. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But <laughs> the one that nobody saw coming, perhaps except James Glute, was Rafael Montero, who I saw yesterday. ZRA, I think, is 0.45 or something. Lights out. So good.
1: I- you know, it, it, you put up a good point. GMs are judged a lot. Like, sometimes it's just, it's not the big moves, it's the fringe moves. And, like, a guy like uh, Phil Maton, uh, probably more last year than this year, and Montero this year, like, you know, that's why some of these guys are, are they have that title of GM. They're, <laughs> they're smart baseball minds. They, they see something that us who follow baseball, and we're, we're smart baseball guys too, they're at another level and they see things. And, yeah. It's great to see.
0: So I was going to say, it's incredible to think the Mariners DFA that guy, right? He was done. <laughs> like, Oh, click it. Oh, just toss him in there. We can use him for batting practice or whatever. And now <laughs> he's like the setup guy for Ryan Presley. And as you said, all the confidence in the world, when he goes out there, which you can't say about some of the other guys, right. That, you know, Brian and Brady is going to be up and down. He's either very good or not so good at all. Uh, Some of those other guys are up and down. You can't really – Maton sometimes is up and down. This year, as you said, last year, really good. This year, a little more up and down. But Montero's been good, and and I just imagine one day he's going to have a bad game and then uh, everybody's going to be all over him. But, you know, you got to look at the big picture. Guy has been solid. Okay, that's the good news. Let's talk about some of the bad news I talked about earlier. Um, This team is – winning because of pitching and defense. I don't know if you knew this. This is actually not bad news. But I checked this morning the Astros were leading the major leagues in defensive runs saved. A big reason for that is rookie shortstop Jeremy Pena, who has 9 or 10 on his own. I think it was 10. It might have gone down to 9. But either way, 9 or 10 defensive runs saved by itself. The team has 29, leads major league baseball, a good defensive team. But – the bats are nowhere near where they used to be. Now, I quoted this to you before we hit record. Last year, the Astros led major league uh, in batting average at 267. They slashed 267, 339, and 444. This year, through 51 games, 25th place, slashing 230, 307, and 399. Across the board, there are struggles. I started out. Uh, Wanting to look at the left, I thought they didn't, they weren't hitting left handers really well. Well, guess what? They're not hitting anybody really well. There are some problems with left handers. So, really, the only two that are hitting left handers are Pena at 326 and Lemus Diaz at 304. McCormick is at 282. But when you look at the stars of the team, or who we thought were going to be the stars of the team against left handers, Michael Brantley 241, Rodon Alvarez 232, Jose Altuve 222. Uh, Guriel 220. We can get to Yuli in a minute. Kyle Tucker, 200. But Alex Bregman's batting 161, one home run, and four RBIs in uh, 62 at-bats against left-handers. So they are struggling against left-handers. But over on my right side here, I've got them versus the right-handers. Some guys are hitting right-handers. Altuve at 298. Alvarez at 292. um, And – There's Pena again. Man, is that kid having a rookie year at 270? (laughs) But uh, Kyle Tucker against right handers, 257. Alex Bregman against right handers, 255. Yuli against right handers, 224. Yuli's not hitting either pitcher, either pitchers. And then you get to the Chaz McCormick at, at 209. But not just reading off the stats, but just thinking about it, as we talked about before, this team is slowly losing their their star power, right? And I see this as kind of a three-pronged problem. The first one being Springer is not there anymore. Now, I know he wasn't there last year, um, and maybe that was reflected in some of the stats that the other guys made the pickup, right? They picked up for him, and they're not doing that this year. So instead of Springer at the top of the lineup, you have uh, Siri, Siri, or Chaz in center field, not necessarily at the top of the lineup, but in the in spot in the uh, in the lineup. Uh, you have Yuli, who was American League batting title winner last year, batting in the 220s. You have Alex Bregnant, who uh, a few years ago hit 41 home runs and knocked in 112 runs. He's on pace for like 18, 19 home runs and 85 RBI. Uh, you have Martini Maldonado. He only batted 172 last year but that's 45 points more than he's hitting this year. So there's three or four spots in that lineup, as you and I talked before we hit record. If one of those main guys are out, like Tucker, Altuve, uh, Pena, they struggle and will be lucky to score two or three runs a game. To that point, Astros led the league in scoring last year, but this year they're third. They're third in the American League West in runs per game, not in MLB angels are averaging 4.7 runs a game. The Rangers 4.2, the Astros four, they're on pace to score 209 less runs than last year. I would like to say this offense has not been very good through the first third of the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, and we mentioned, Hey, we can cry slow start, but we're 51 games in You're kind of who you are at this point. Um, yeah. You had a pretty big sample size. I, I think it's a bit of, you know, potentially some of the stars of age, you know, we know Brantley, I, I believe is in his mid thirties. Yeah. Uh, and Yuli is, you who know, knows? <laughs> who knows, you know, there, there's a chance that, yeah, maybe there's that, that, that drop off, but you know, someone like Bregman who's looking to have a real bounce back season. I mean, at least we haven't heard that he's injured, has not come through yet. Um, I did write a couple of weeks ago how a lot of the hitters that we have have had better second halves than first halves in their career, and that, I mean that, that some that gives you some pause for hope that they can hit better than what they've done, and they've proven it before in years past. I mean they were hitting two sixty, and you know they were leading the league in slugging and, and OPS. You know I, at this point they just seem like they're Altuve and. Uh, Tucker and Alvarez and everything else that comes in is, is gravy. It's a Uh, bonus, it's a bonus, which is just really strange to watch. Um, Yeah. The, the effect of the Springer being gone, perhaps probably caught up with them. And I, I don't know if there's a good solution right now. Um, uh, You know, we can talk about maybe calling up some guys, they give them a shot. I mean, some of our top prospects are not doing so hot in Triple A and Double A. You know, what, what's 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 there to believe they're going to do well in the lineup? Um, Maldonado and and Castro are having a thirty percent strikeout rate, and they're just taking huge whiffs. Siri and McCormick have fallen off after their their good start. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the the guy that they traded for is it uh, Mauricio Duran? I think he only has like three or four hits since he came yeah. over. He's not he's not tearing tearing it up at the plate. There's not a lot of good options, and I don't really know because I've watched this team for a long time and I've seen this lineup. And I just every time I watch him, I'm just, I'm just assuming I'm going to see a couple doubles, a couple homers, and a couple big innings. And I just I, I've very rarely seen them hit the ball that this well or well at all.
0: Yeah, and, and it seems like, and you mentioned it, right, it, it, Altuve and Alvarez uh, and occasionally Tucker, it, It's they're living and dying by the home run, right? And and if you watch on TV, Blummer and TK talk about, well, they're this record when they hit home runs and this record when they don't. Well, that's because they don't score when they don't hit home yep. runs, right? That's how they score. seems yep. like. Tampa, Ray. <laughs> Tampa yeah. Ray ball, baby. Just hit and <laughs> defend. One thing I wanted to focus on was Julie Guriel. You know, I wrote an article preseason that said you can expect some regression. I mean, he's 37 or 38 at least, and he's not going to bat 338 or whatever it is. He His expected batting average was like 20 points lower than his actual batting average last year. He was catching breaks last year, basically. Not all of it, but a, a chunk of it was catching breaks. also thought his age would catch it to him. Then this year, when he was struggling, I wrote an article and was lambasted for it. For you know, oh, he's great, he's gonna do it. And he did the next game, he hit two runs. So I need to write more articles about Yuli, I guess. But anyway, the next game, he hit two runs, looked like he came out of the slump. No, we're 51 games in, he's, he's batting 220. Uh, but here's the good news something you mentioned just a minute ago June of last year, he slashed 366, 429, 505. So, in June last year, the Astros had a good month. I don't remember the record, but I remember June and July, they were really good. Um, They were 21 and eight in May. Put that together in June and they're in good shape and maybe they can figure this thing out. But they are just not hitting the ball the way they used to. Um, Now, who is, right? And I I thought that. I said, well, okay, the ball's changed. The averages aren't the same. But if you look at the top of the league, the top three, four, five teams have the same averages that the Astros did last year, for example. So, yes, the middle is is not where it was last year, but the top guys, the top yeah. averages for the teams are the same. They just need to figure something out. I mean, like we said, pregame, it's okay. Maybe you'll win the West. Who knows? Maybe you'll win in the uh, division round. But when you get to the ALCS, and if you're lucky enough to get to the World Series, you're not going to be seeing the Oakland A's pitching staff. You're not going to be seeing the the Mariners pitching staff that you struggled to score any runs against uh, in that recent series. So I don't know the answer. I just know what I'm seeing, and it's it, it is a tough sled to try and score runs for this team right now.
1: The I mean, me manager Matt would say we got to shake up the lineup, but no one is no one is. Producing at a level where you can say, I, I justify you going up, up in the lineup. I mean, yeah. I, 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 don't know what, what to do. Um, I mean, <laughs> for me, I, I would think Yuli and Bregman maybe should go down a bit, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's strange to say, like, I, I hope Jake Myers and Taylor Jones eventually get some time up to maybe, you know, give them a spark. But we're at that point right now. We we've seen, we seen what this team is and, you know, you take a step back. We're complaining about our team that's thirty-three and eighteen. They're looking fantastic. But listen, listen, if if they're gonna win a World Series, they're gonna have to at least make some serious steps to what they were offensively.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's the key, right? We're we're quote complaining, but we're we're not necessarily complaining that they're they're losing. We our goal is more than the AL West. It's more than you know, the first round of the playoffs and you have to look at that. And if this team score scores, four runs a game against the league, which includes good teams, bad teams and and intermediate teams, that's not going to happen when you face the Dodgers or, you know, I I don't know. I think the angels can contend my, my theory right now, though the Rangers are coming on now, they paid a half a Mm -hmm. million dollars for infield and they, they had a very good, (laughs) (laughs) they were 17 and 10 in May. So they had a real good May. Now, like, they had a crappy April, but so we'll see. It could be just a flash in the pan, but I think the Angels are really the only team that can contend with the Astros, um, and they've got to stay healthy. And we're already starting to see that not happen. Otani's you know got a back problem, and Rendon was, is on the injured list, and uh, somebody else got hurt last Trout's week. Having
1: so. a hard time managing his fantasy football league. It, it's, <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to like. It is life is tough over there in Anaheim. But (laughs) I I I still think they're obviously favored in in the West, but we want to get beyond that. And that's where the the criticism comes in. It's not and it's not even criticism. For me, it's more of an observation, right? You can you can look at them and say, just win, that's all I care about. And to an extent, for me, that's true. I yeah, I don't care if they win two to one or twenty-seven to three. But you can also recognize and and look forward and see what's wrong? What do we need to correct? Especially before the trade deadline, you know, or we, we've been talking about, you know, on our Slack about getting pitching at the trade deadline. Do we need pitching? It looks like we need some batting right now. So things yeah. may have changed, but, uh, and so anyway, speaking of, speaking of that, what is your thought now at the trade deadline? Has it changed? Has it changed from, oh, maybe we can trade Chaz and or Siri and get a pitcher? I think we need a bat. Those guys, those two guys are up and down. I don't know who's going to, you know, usually you trade batters for pitchers because that's what you need. You have an overabundance of batters. The Astros don't have an overabundance of batters. They don't have enough. So I'm, I'm kind of at a loss of what they can trade and what they can get.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, you saw my, on the Slack, I was tinkering with some ideas, uh, you know, maybe finding a bat at center field. Maybe seeing if there's a bat at short at, at catcher. Um, I, I was playing around with the ideas of like maybe like a Brian Reynolds or maybe with the Cubs Wilson Contreras if the Cubs want to move on from him. And I mean, but now the Astros got to probably offer Siri or McCormick and a top ten prospect or two. And some of those prospects haven't been great either. I mean, yeah. I, I would I would consider. Leon, uh Pedro Leon and Corey Lee untouchable, but they haven't been great either, so they haven't really forced click's hand on like hey we I, I think they're ready. Let's let's see what we can get with who we have um at the major league level. I, I I'm at a loss too. I I I think I don't think they're going to make a big move, which makes me believe click will make a good move cuz I think he's made really good fringe moves. I don't think he's made really I don't think he's been as good as uh, you know getting the big move. Um but I, I agree with you. I think the way the pitching has been, I, I, we need to look at center field or, or catcher or even first base to hopefully get a spark with someone that can, you know, at least hit, hit something.
0: Yeah, I know that I know that Maldonado is a pitcher's favorite, right? And and I don't know Castro has has provided nothing offensively, but I don't know how the pitchers feel about him. But somebody, you need some kind of offense, you're not going to – I'll stand – I'll die on this hill. You're not going to win a World Series with your catchers batting in the 120 range, you know. You're just not because they're going to pitch around the other guys. Well, right now they don't have to, but if it comes down to that, right, they're going to pitch around the other guys and let Maldonado and Castro strike out or hit into a double play.
1: That's always a tough position because you don't want to give away – what they offer on their defense and their ability to frame and their ability to connect with their pitchers. And I I personally think those two are among the best. So that's why I kind of lean like maybe we just double down on finding someone that can play center that we know is going to, you know, hit for average, maybe hit for some power, at least, you know, get the base pads busy and still have that defense, you know, I, I, to me, that's the path of least resistance for Click um, at the trade deadline. Hopefully, you can find someone. I, I floated around Brian Reynolds. I looked at I looked up his numbers. He's not hitting either, so I I, I don't even know. I, the Astros are in a little bit of a. It, it's a good pickle because they're winning, but uh, you know we're we're the Golden State Warriors of baseball. We want to win the title. You know? Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah, so. exactly. And OK, we've been saying a lot of negative things here. Or at least it will be interpreted that way. For me, it's just <laughs> observations about about how we can improve this Astros team to win a World Series and and not lose in six games like they did last year. Let's end this on a little bit of good news. Guess who guess which Astro is at his career high in home runs per plate appearance?
1: Would it be our good friend Jordan Alvarez?
0: Jordan is one of them. Now oh, I did this yeah. research because I, I thought this other guy was hitting a lot of home runs. He's at seven uh, home run every seven seven point four percent of his plate appearances, which is point one higher than he was in his in his rookie year. I remember when he had all those home runs and only got up only got called up in June? But there's another Astro leading. Is it?
1: 2017 rightful AL MVP Jose Altuve.
0: It is, it is. So he is at a pace per plate appearance. I think it's six point five percent now after last after yesterday's game. That he he was at uh, he's higher than he was in, in last year when he hit 31 home runs, and in 2018 I believe when he hit 31 home runs. He doesn't have as many, he, many plate appearances because of his disabled list or, excuse me, injured list stint early in the season. But he's hitting home runs at a higher pace per plate appearance than he ever has. So don't tell me we're all negative here. I found something good to end this podcast on. Uh, Jose Altuve, we need him to score. His, <laughs> that's the only way they scored on the home runs. Astros at 33-18 and 18 in first place. Oh, the other good news: three games in Kansas City, but then they go home. They played on the road a lot in the first quarter of the se- or first third of the season. They got a lot of home games coming up. Hopefully, they can get the mojo going and get the bats going and keep the good pitching.
1: And, Absolutely, uh, let's 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 hit some in the Crawford boxes, man. Let's 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 get some easy jogs around around the plate, man.
0: A lot of time coming up at Minute Maid Park and. Me and Junior will be there for the Yankees doubleheader, which is a really strange thing. They play the Yankees two games in the same day, and that's it. They move on to somebody. They hit the road the next day. It's a remnant of the strike. Those games got moved back. It's too bad that Altuve
1: will only have to torture the
0: Yankees for one day. But two games, so we can get lucky. Matt <laughs> Kunkel from his car in Dallas, Texas. Preach it. Appreciate you, Matt. And go Astros. Hitting or not, just win, baby. Thanks for listening to this episode of Juice Box Junkies. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And join us for the next episode of Juice Box Junkies.